0: Welcome to episode 78 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. Good. The real question is, how are you? I'm great. Actually. You just got back from a pretty epic trip. You did. Yeah, just got back from California. Uh, we got back bum, late, bum, bum. late Friday. I'm pretty much back on... This is about the fastest I've got back... And, you know, on Eastern time, you know, got through, uh, fought through jet, jet lag. I basically just, over the weekend, set my alarm early and struggled through the weekend. But I'm, I'm feeling feeling better now. Nice. So you had just gone out there with Dusty, correct? Uh, And our families. I brought my family. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Dusty brought his wife. So that was that was the first time that we'd done that. It's the first time that we've brought the families along for a trip and... Uh which is awesome, like it it brought us challenges you know on a work trip to bring your family when you're not working, you're focusing hundred percent on your family, you know, so you don't feel like you're ignoring your family the, the whole time so um it was just it was amazing, so we got an Airbnb on the beach in Ventura, California, which is just below Santa Barbara. Uh, we're like 30 minutes south of Santa Barbara or so or 45 minutes and uh man just what a beautiful state it was the first time that we've been in California and just amazingly beautiful I'm I'm not a I'm not a big beach person I could really I would rather be sitting next to a lake surrounded by trees and you know babbling brook and all that stuff than a than a beach but I gotta be honest I could get I I could get pretty used to waking up to the sound of the waves lapping up on the beach and watching the sunset over the ocean every night. Like we did, it was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It sounds amazing. And you're right. California is one of those, one
1: of those States that everything from the people to the terrain and the communities across the state vary so widely. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I, I could definitely see how there's, appeal and we were talking about this before the podcast that even though you know and we're we're conscious of this because we're in the gun industry but even though there's a lot of restrictions with firearms and all that stuff i i can understand why people that moved there or grew up there want to stay there just because of the fact that it is so vast it is beautiful and um, yeah I, i won't move there personally yeah but i would not be opposed to going back and visiting
0: no, it's it's definitely it's definitely a place I want to visit and uh and explore more. I would I would really love to go to Yosemite. Uh we were like five and a half hours from it uh, from there. Which part of me is like, man, we're so close yet so far away. You know, we flew across the country, we're in the same state, but we a five and a half hour drive. Like the, that's not a day trip uh type of thing so right uh I, I i would i would love to go i mean it's, it's such a huge state and uh that like you kind of have to make multiple trips or you have to make a long trip in order to to hit up all the places that, that you'd want to hit up in the in that state but uh yeah for sure yeah I, i'd love to get you know now that we experience the the shoreline i would love to experience a little bit more inland and, and probably more north. I don't really care too much. You go too far south in, in California, but just cause again, I am more of a, I like trees and greenery. Yeah. So, but what uh, I was going to say is if I,
1: if I had to go somewhere in California, I think it would be in the Northern part of California. Yeah. I haven't ever visited up, up North or haven't ever been in Northern California, but just from what I've seen, and photos and videos and, and there's a couple of vloggers and, and different youtube channels that i follow that are up in that area mm-hmm. and it just looks amazing
0: yep yeah it's it's awesome and, and and so we went there to meet uh some friends and so we met um mike who is uh his instagram is knockout lights we, we actually kind of based the whole thing around his his range um by his house, we were pretty close to to his place, and then uh, and then we also met up with Mark from First Defense. Uh, met up with Eric, um, which you know from uh, S twelve. Met him at. S12. Yeah,
1: he's always a riot to hang out with. Me. Oh, Eric's. I, Eric's. I, I always blast. love hanging out with him.
0: Yeah, Eric's just he's a blast, and then. Um, Jerry, uh, who's also just um, just so fun. Uh, I mean, I, like, then we saw Kawa. Um, uh, oh, gosh. Um, uh, Tyler Kennedy. Was there the first time that we met Tyler? Uh, just, like, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I don't forget anybody. Um, just all these guys are just top-notch class X amazing operators and, and, uh, just like, like experience between like we have, you have Navy SEALs and Rangers and, and civilians turned into instructors and law enforcement, just like there's such a wide variety of experience there. And they're all that, which are all instructors. And there's one thing that I learned when you go to hang out with a bunch of instructors, instructors going to instruct, (laughs) <laughs> we got there like like pretty much right off the bat they're like picking out drills to do. Hey, let's do this drill. Let's do that drill. And and me and Dusty who you know, so we had you know, we have multiple things on our agenda while we're out there. And truly it was primarily to go out there just to hang out with these guys and get to know them more and further our relationship with them, that's first and foremost. But a close second is to film content and film video with these guys because they all use our products. They have been for a long time. And so like you have these well-known guys, uh, influencers, if you will, who use our products and believe in them and stuff. And they're they're all within a couple hours of each other out there. So to be able to go out to one spot and get to be with I don't know five guys who all use our products is kind of an awesome situation for us, and uh, and so we we get there and we're kind of trying to make sure that we have in our head the things that we want to do to make the best use of our time out there, and these guys um, you know, while they were cognizant of of. Why we're there also we're looking forward just to shooting with us and stuff. So we like, we ended up kind of getting less, like getting trained by these five top notch instructors while we're out there on things. And, and we did get some really good, uh, you know, get some really good video and content with them. And, and again, it's nice that they all use our products. So, you know, we didn't have to you know really help any of them get, get going with it. They all know how to use it. So, it was uh it was just it was awesome if if there is <clears throat> if theres any reason to move to California it's to be closer to those guys and just be able to shoot and train with them more often and uh yeah so it was great, and then just outside of that just being able to being able to hang out with our families and 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 bring them along and let them enjoy kind of the the spoils of of what we get to do. And for them to be able to experience that and bring them along was, was pretty amazing. So, um, I hope to do it again. I like to, I, I, have really grown to really enjoy to, to travel and my kids are old enough now that they travel really well. They all don't have a problem flying. So that's, it's just, it's super easy to travel with them. They're all you know really well-behaved kids and, and they enjoy going new places and stuff. So, I foresee doing that more in the future, but it did bring some challenges too. just, um, you know, typically it's just me and Dusty on a trip. We can kind of go and do whatever we want, whenever we want. Right. And if, and I think probably if we didn't have the families with us, we probably would have found more opportunities to you know, you know drive a couple hours to go see one of the other guys on another day or something. Um, but besides the, so we were gone for seven days and we really only, uh, met, uh, well we met Mark on Monday for like a couple hours and, you know, we were still around for most of the day. Although there was a two and a half hour drive out to him, but we spent the first half of the day with our families and then we were gone pretty much all day on Wednesday. So a day and a half, we were actually working out of the seven. So we you know so we had a lot of downtime and a lot of time with the family. So it was mostly vacation mixed, mixed with work. So uh, yeah, but just that challenge of, of, uh, of you have your families with you, you want to put time into them, but it's also a work trip. So you want to make sure that you get work done to make that, make that trip worth it. So that, that was the biggest challenge with that. Have you brought your, your family in anything like that? Yeah. No. And honestly,
1: I don't plan on it for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It, you, your kids are pretty young. It's uh my family's too young at this point. I mean, I brought my wife to Wyoming. We went on a business trip out to a ranch that we're going to be doing some business with this year. And so I flew her out and that was fun. That obviously having no children or anything with was very straightforward and easy. Just even hanging out with our friends that have other toddlers is it stresses me out (laughs) you know when we have eight little kids running around screaming and we just did this the other the other night actually I think it was Sunday maybe it was Saturday it was Saturday for the evening we hung out with a bunch of friends and it was fun don't get me wrong I'm glad we went but it was not relaxing and the reason why is because there was tons of toddlers running around and my son and all the other boys ended up wanting to sword fight with sticks. And so they were always hitting each other across the face with things. And then someone's screaming and crying and there was a pool there. So we're watching kids trying to keep them out of the pool without their floaties on. And it, it just creates a lot of chaos in this phase. And again, I'm glad we did it, but I can't imagine packing my family up on a plane and going anywhere at this point with four kids and, and that that uh, that craziness. Now, I would say my oldest son is at the point where he could travel, but he's still so young that it – yeah, I don't know. I, I think for the next couple of years, uh, the extent of my family vacationing is going to be just to the cabin and places that we can pack up and just drive yep. for my sanity and Jess's sanity.
0: Yeah. And that stage goes by so fast too. Before you know it, you'll be able to fly your family places and stuff. It's a uh, you know, nice thing with with us being on the beach was like we didn't have to. I, <clears throat> I didn't have to pack mule a bunch of stuff out to the beach. You know, chairs and umbrellas and toys and boogie boards yeah. and all that stuff like that. Like we were on the beach, so the kids could just grab whatever they wanted and and hop out the back door and go play on the beach in the ocean. And, um, you know, the adults wanted to just stay inside and and hang out and watch them we could i will say pacific ocean water freezing cold oh yeah i i stepped in there my feet went numb and i'm like nope and <laughs> luckily there was a surf shop down the street and uh me and dusty and dusty's wife like day one went down and got wetsuits and even then still pretty chilly yeah yeah it was The kids probably didn't care no, they didn't care. I I think they would have. Probably, I mean, they definitely enjoyed themselves in the water. So I don't, I, I can't imagine if they could have enjoyed themselves more, but they would have been warmer. Uh, all my kids are fish. Basically, they if they see water, they have to get in it. So they didn't care. Uh, and they're good swimmers and stuff. And uh, but I, I think they probably would. They probably would have enjoyed themselves more with wetsuits. It's just But they just kept getting in the water. And I'm like, well, if they're going to get in the water, then they don't necessarily have to get in wetsuits. But I think next time, if we're going to be there that long, just day one, we'll just go get everybody a wetsuit and be good for the week. It kind of reminds me growing up, up at the cabin in in northern Pennsylvania, all the
1: the creeks up there are spring-fed, so it's freezing. and it's cold. It can be 90 degrees out, and that water is probably 50 degrees or less. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm throwing numbers out, but it's cold. Like you will, your legs will get numb. Yep. But when we were kids, man, there were certain water holes where you'd just jump in. Yep. You know, we would go swimming and you'd put your head underwater, it would like knock the breath out of you. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely getting softer as I'm getting older. I know. I don't know that I would just jump into frigid water like that. I mean, even the, the creek that runs past our house where I live is spring fed. And it's different. It's not the same as up at the cabin, but it's, it's cold. And my little kids will just jump right in. They'll sit down in it and splash around and stuff. And I get my feet wet and like, yep, that's good. I'm good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm good to go. That cold, my whole, whole, you know, I was really
0: hot. Now I'm cooled down. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I'm such a wimp with water. I I honestly just, I don't really enjoy being in water, being wet. Just, I don't really love showering because I don't like being wet. I know it's weird, uh, which anytime me and Dusty travel, he brings a swimsuit everywhere. He's a fish. You know, he, he loves water. And so it's just funny. Uh, you know, his first question, if we're going somewhere is, is there a pool or water to get in? And that's my last question. I purposely don't bring a swimsuit places cause so I have an excuse and not be able to get in. Yeah. I like I'm, swimming. I'm good to go.
1: Yeah. Take me somewhere with a pool. Take me somewhere with a hot tub. <laughs>
0: nice. So it's been a couple weeks since we chatted. What's what's new on on your end? What's going I on? I feel at like
1: I don't know. I feel like so much is happening, but I also feel like nothing exciting has happened. But that's a lot. I mean that that is a lie. Uh, the The biggest thing that I'm I've been working on right this moment the last couple of weeks is just our new website. I kind of got a, a renewed energy to plowing through that and there was a ton of little stuff that I had to get done. So I ended up going through and updating all the product images. We have a whole new SKU set that's coming out that really organizes and makes our SKUs consistent. And we can do that now because we're a small, you know, we're a smaller business. It's only been operating for a couple of years. So making a radical change like that isn't going to really affect us. Right. Um, because we don't have that many SKUs yet. So doing that stuff, I mean, last week, that was every single day. It was just putting my headphones in, putting on Pandora, cranking through the website. Um, we've just, over the last couple of years, not been overly happy with our current website. And the way we built the current website didn't give us many options to just make it better. It's kind of a cookie cutter website. So the really the only good option was throw it away and build something new so that's what we ended up doing and it's very very close to being ready so i i think in the next couple weeks we'll end up doing a release of the new website and we'll probably couple that with a product that's on special or something just as a celebration for for the new website and all that wasn't really planning on having sales or anything this summer. So I'm not really looking at it as a sale. It'll probably just be one product, but you know, it's, it's kind of an exciting thing because we're, we're making a lot of moves behind the scenes. That's going to allow us to scale up even more next year. And it always kind of sucks when you start doing that, at least in my experience from where we're at, because it requires me to step away from my key job, which is you know, create content, create photos, be entertaining and engaging on social media. So I kind of had to unplug from that last week and just focus on the bigger task. And yeah, so it it always burns me up when I have to kind of step away from what I want to be doing, to be doing something else that's going to pay off
0: in the future. But I'm excited to show everybody what we've got going on. I'm excited to see a new website. It's funny. I was thinking about I was thinking about that yesterday, I think. I was thinking, man, Jared's been dealing with this new website for probably about a year now, right? Yeah, up. and it honestly it's coming spells. So yeah.
1: it really I've been the one that dropped the ball. And the the reason why is just things are hectic and you know we had a, a growth through this whole mess that this whole COVID thing that we didn't expect. And so that became my priority is capitalizing on that growing that cultivating that right. keeping that moving and so the website for about four or five months got put on the back burner and then we restructured a little bit and had other things going on and it just it wasn't the priority but now it, it is because we have other things happening and as of today our GSA the government procurement website we're Government agencies can jump on and purchase, and that's where they'll put big purchases in. That's live as of today, and we were expecting that to be live, you know, January of next yeah. year. So we we have some of our team geared up on that, capitalizing on that. Um, we have another avenue that you and I were talking about before the podcast is we've been partnering up with a couple different companies to offer our products on their website which is something up until this point we really haven't done we haven't pursued and um, yeah so that's kind of uncharted territory for us we're not really 100 sure what to expect from that but the the big driving force behind why we wanted to do that and before i go into that just for anybody listening this is what i'm explaining is essentially people have our products on their website and the order gets placed through one of our partners and then we fulfill the order on our end. So it just sends data over to our site. And the cool part about that is our drop shipping partner doesn't have to stock our inventory and it's still being handled the same way we would with our normal orders. But you get to reach a whole new, potentially a whole new demographic of people. And a lot of these different uh, companies that we are partnering up with have a pretty vast, expansive newsletter list. And I guarantee they're people that we don't reach right now because of how social media is kind of boxes certain content in, and it's hard to break out of that. So it's something up to this point we haven't really explored other than with Warrior Poet. Everybody, Pretty much everybody knows we've been working with them for a while now, about a year. So I'm excited for that as well. And, uh, yeah, we just got a, a bunch of other ideas floating around in our head for different ways we can kind of grow the business going forward.
0: Awesome. Yeah. It's and it drop ship drop shipping is something that we're, we're fairly new to as well. Well, up to this point, we pretty much push people just to buy product and resell it. And, uh, and we had a couple opportunities come up this year for, uh, be a drop shipper, and honestly, I really like it. It's nice. So, um, when you price your product, you price. You know, there's dealer pricing, and there's a. Uh, uh, if you work through a distributor, there's distributor pricing, which is even deeper discount than dealer. this it, your money gets whittled away pretty quick for for what you're gonna make. Well, when you drop ship. You actually, so the most, the the deepest discount is going to be distributor. Then it goes dealer. And then the least discount is is drop shipping because you're handling all the products you're handling the shipping and stuff. So you don't have to discount as deep uh, for your dealer and the dealers. the, the, The big pro for a dealer with drop shipping is that they don't have to spend a bunch of money to order a bunch of product in to sit in your warehouse Uh, you know, so you don't, you don't have to stock stuff and pay people to, to stock stuff and pack and ship it. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody. And I'll be, I'll be interested to see what you guys think. Just my biggest concern with, with drop shipping companies is, um, they don't have a whole lot of skin in the game, right? Like they haven't had to spend any money to feel like they have to make the money. They really only have the opportunity to make money on it, which sounds like the perfect situation. Hey, you don't have to spend any money. You just make money. But if you don't spend the money, then you don't have any, like, you don't have that thing in the back of your head. That's like, we need to push this stuff and sell it uh, to make this money back. So we can, then, so then we can start making money. So uh, you know, you now the companies who do drop shipping really well do it really well because they act like they've spent money, um, and the only way that they're going to make money is if they if they push it. But I've I, I've seen and, and known of companies that <clears throat> that don't don't really push product. That well, that's buy.
1: the that's the key. Ultimately, that's what we're looking for is companies that will feature our products, but also then do marketing initiatives because we are known in the industry and when people see a TA target steel target system they know it's legit but that that doesn't mean that you just drop it on you know say you put up a steel target on neomag's website that doesn't mean it's going to sell unless you're actually telling people about it you're directing them to it and and so that's what we're trying to to find and and that's why we're also not just going to go a shotgun approach and bring on 25 different drop shippers we're limiting the amount And we're keeping it to folks that we know have a good marketing presence, have a good newsletter base. But also we have a team member that is in communication constantly with the ones that we have set up. And I think that that's another aspect that will help us is just having someone on our team that is communicating and they're going to be able to say, okay, we're not seeing any any sales here. Here's some ideas. This is things that we could do you know, making sure that the drop shipper doesn't have questions, making sure that there's not integration problems and orders just aren't getting transferred over. So yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot of learning that we're going to have here. And you know, I, I don't know fully what, what to expect, but I do know one thing. If you market our product well, it sells. And I think that if you have a legitimate product that's solving an issue or even doing something the same as somebody else, but doing it better. It, if you market it well, it's going to sell and that's what I'm, you know, I'm with you, Greg. That's where I'm wondering whether or not the the drop shipping partners will do that or if they'll just kind of sit on it and then say, Oh, Hey,
0: these things aren't selling. Yeah. Yeah, I there's think only one
1: way to find out.
0: Well, it, it, but at the same time, we have dealers who buy product that don't do a great job of selling the product either. So, it's not always a uh, you know, it's not always the rule that that if you don't if you don't that if you buy it that you're, you're going to sell it well. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> no, we have you know we have companies that like we have these small mom and pop. Shops that sell more product than some of the major websites that on just because they make it a point to to push the product. You're you're one of a hundred SKUs in the shop instead of one of ten thousand SKUs on on in their shop or on their website. So you get out of it what you put into it. You know that's that's basically what it comes out to. Yeah, yeah,
1: you you really do. And I liked your breakdown talking about the distributor versus dealer, wholesale, all that stuff. And that's something that we really struggled with at the beginning. And depending on what product somebody's manufacturing, you may not have the margins to even go to a stocking dealer because of what stocking dealers are used to getting as far as percentage-wise off of the product for their margins. And then you go even further to a distributor and it may be completely impossible. You may be losing money depending on what product you have. Um, And we were at, at the point when we first started with TA where we could have done it, but it really didn't make any financial sense to go directly that route and try to grow volume because the margins would have been so low. And some of that's changing obviously as we have, more products being produced, we're buying more raw materials at one time, handling things less. So there's there's growth in that as well. But it, it is interesting. And honestly, we are we had a couple people reach out to us to be the opposite. Essentially we are listing the product on our website and then they are fulfilling the order.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I I haven't I've honestly never thought of doing that really. But it's something that if it complements our lineup and it doesn't make our website a mess, right? it's not lots of random crap and it kind of fits with our, our core mission. Uh, I'm definitely not opposed to, so we'll, we'll navigate those, those
0: uh, discussions over the next couple of weeks too. Cool. Yeah. It's, uh, we've, I've thought about partnering with, yeah you know, you know, since our products are 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 EDC oriented or everyday carry type of stuff i've thought about you know selling holsters or something like that but i really don't want to stock i can't imagine being a holster maker and stocking yeah. colors for every make and model out there so i thought about you know partnering up with a holster company or something or um yeah i don't know it it's been a thought but it's not it's not anything that has really gone gone any further than that but if if we did do something like that we would absolutely do drop shipping cuz i really don't want to get into stocking a lot of that stuff yeah that's that's the big benefit
1: that's what people like especially with with what we're selling if you if one of these drop shipping partners would buy 20 target systems to stock mm-hmm. it would take up their entire showroom yeah. you know people a lot of folks don't realize how much space this stuff takes up but our shipping area this entire year, it's you know, just where we process orders is around 5,000 square feet. It is bursting. We, we don't have any – you kind of have to walk through little aisles of boxes now to get through there. And, and we have to move things around. We need to get a forklift in. When we're shipping skids, we've got to clear everything out and then load the skids and get the skids out. And it, it's just – it's growing pains. But, yeah. Yeah stocking steel targets or anything that's big is very space intensive yeah yeah i can imagine but other than other than all of that man i've i don't know i'm in this weird phase where i'm trying to i feel like i'm trying to relearn and redirect where our marketing is headed and i'm trying to really game plan what I want to see from that. And and it's it's hard to kind of put my finger on it and, and describe
0: exactly where I'm at with that. But yeah. Yeah. That's a it, lot of, it's funny. I've been kind of thinking the same thing. Um, with being, with being based on vacation two of the last three weeks, I feel like I've had, I've had more time to kind of sit back and think, And kind of reassess not being here that you know that much over the last three weeks I've been able to kind of see everything uh you know from 10,000 mile view down and uh it's been interesting to, to you know talking to some of the guys that we went and met in California they're they're all content makers basically and and so just kind of hearing what they're doing with social media and And some of the new, newer social media outlets like TikTok and stuff like that. You know, it, I'm kind of starting to think, you know, I've been doing the same thing for five years, basically. You know, there's been changes within, but I've basically been doing the same thing on Instagram and Facebook and every now and then on YouTube. And I kind of scoff at the next new social media thing, because we've been through that before. There's been a dozen new, uh, things come up like TikTok And, and I used to sign up for it right away and, and, and try to get on the train early and then, and then it just doesn't go anywhere. Um, but I'm, but after talking to some of the other guys and, and seeing what, seeing what like Instagram has done to their reach. Which Instagram's done to all of us. Like, it's super hard to get found now. Oh yeah, it's, it, it's gun industry.
1: Gun industry is extremely hard to get found.
0: Yeah, but seeing that, uh, you know, but seeing that, seeing what like our influencers are getting, uh, you know, seeing them get muffled down too. Because I guess I assume that me being a gun, a gun industry business account that we're going to be muffled more than, than like just average people. Uh, but seeing how much they're getting muffled, which actually some of them are getting more than more shut down than, than we are. And I don't necessarily know what I'm doing so right, but a lot of the guys are actually really impressed with the reach that, that that, that we're getting on our account and stuff compared to, compared to them. So, but then, Seeing some of these guys, like 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 Mike's uh, Mike's TikTok account has like a half million uh, followers. That's that's twice what his Instagram has in a fraction of the time. You know, I think Mike's got three hundred some thousand, but that's taken him five years to get. He's been on TikTok for months, and he's got a half a million. And right. So, but now I I know that there's some political stuff going on with on with with tick and it sounds like microsoft's gonna buy it and things are gonna change with that but i don't know i'm starting to think that 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 is time to branch out again which last year we started working with trigger time tv so uh, so we started getting getting our stuff on on tv and that sort of thing and uh yeah so we are branching but i think as far as social media goes uh like i'm starting to kind of you know you try to think out of the box and and maybe try to get my pulse on, on what's new and new and hip with the kids.
1: Oh man. Don't say that.
0: <laughs> Aging
1: yourself. <laughs> but no, that's, that's the reality that we're facing. And it's become extremely evident to me. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, I, I we all knew that things, especially firearms content got heavily regulated pushback it's not shown in search feeds all that stuff but what made that abundantly clear to me is when i made that jeep page and i i've talked to you about that before i have a little a jeep instagram it's just around my jeep cherokee it's called turbodiesel xj and the engagement of that page at so so number one it gains hundreds of followers per week if i'm if i'm posting But to get 1,000 to 1,500 likes on a sub 4,000 follower page is insane. To get 20 comments on a post is insane. To be on my Keystone Carry or TA account and be in the search feed and see my Jeep photos pop up in the search feed is insane. And so that's why I think you're right. I think that it's, I think finding viable options is important. From a an influencer standpoint, you know, just talking about TikTok. We we see a lot. I actually have a couple friends that are blowing up on TikTok and we have accounts there too. And I've posted things that have gotten a hundred thousand views or whatever on TikTok, but I haven't taken it I haven't taken it seriously because of everything going on and I I <laughs> it just didn't know. But we were talking at our marketing at our marketing meeting yesterday. And I, I brought that up and, and I just I do believe that just like Instagram five years ago was the new thing to do in the gun industry and it was you know up and coming people were posting and, and growing pages fast. It is time to find something that can supplement that. and i'm I'm not going to stop posting content over to Instagram. but you know the cool thing about and I've watched guys like Mike, and other people like Paul and a couple other people posting on TikTok that, that essentially the cool thing is you already have all the content that you've wanted from Instagram and you post it over to TikTok and you are reaching new people. That's mm-hmm. the one thing I've noticed is it is new people. And the thing that's unknown to me with some of these other social media platforms is one, how influencers work uh, because it's, it's different than Instagram. And two, if the people that are there are going to convert into purchasing your products. But the thing I like about seeing guys like Mike on TikTok is there are people on TikTok that have no knowledge of firearms um, that you're reaching. And part of their goals, I'm sure, is reaching new people and educating them on firearms. I mean, that's what these guys do. And... All of us in the gun industry, if we want to remain in business, need to be educating people and bringing people into the community and cultivating responsibility, understanding rights, all of that stuff. And for that reason, these new platforms may have a good opportunity for that, as long as they don't get purchased by Facebook and Instagram and turned into, you know, anti-gun right away. Right. Right. But who knows with Microsoft or
0: anything like that? I, I don't know what direction. Well, and the inter- the interesting thing about TikTok that I've been told <clears throat> is so Dusty's pretty active on on TikTok, um, and I, I remember when he first got it. If it, if he posted anything with a gun, it was immediately taken down. And I right. guess I guess they had software that it, it, if it if it heard gunshots, it just automatically took it down. Um, which is you no know, just so people started going around that with okay we're not going to use use audio from shooting but then there was some there is software used that if it saw the silhouette of a gun it was taken down well um, it sounds like you know, for from Mike and the guys are telling me that they've actually softened up quite a bit on firearm content and uh, that they've kind of seen that uh, that, that there's a large community coming in and, and users from the firearms community. So they've actually said, okay, you know, let's let them do it. So it's, it's been interesting to, to, to hear and see, uh, see that happen that they've actually been been loosening up that uh, other restrictions on like, firearm content. Mm-hmm. I guess there's still some rules with it. Like they don't want to see, which is still silly to me. Like if you're on a range, if you're somewhere like that, then you can do it, but they don't want to see guns and homes or something like that. I think it, again, I could be, I don't know. I posted I some videos. I, I have a head. So this is kind of cool. I don't know if you saw,
1: I have a new camera rig that I set mm-hmm. up that I built that it gives an FPV kind of shooting view. And I've posted some videos about it. You know, showed some videos shot on that rig haven't talked about it or really I'm just still experimenting with it but I did it I posted a video from the office just me like walking through doorways with my flashlight with this camera on and the point wasn't tactics or, or room clearing or anything I was just screwing around but that video went nuts on TikTok it just blew up yeah. running around with I forget if it was my carbine or my handgun but yeah. I'd, I don't know, man. It's constant learning, constant learning. And that is why my my desire right now, and we talked about it yesterday evening as a team, as we're kind of budgeting is getting one to two people in our office full-time by next year that are sitting with me and helping me with the content and video editing and photo editing, keeping graphics out there, building our newsletter, continuing our game plan with Instagram, growing our YouTube because I have a game plan to that to grow TA's YouTube there. I've experimented long enough now with Keystone Carry that I have video plans and a map for that. But the realization is I cannot do that on my own. And so building that marketing team is our next,
0: next big move. Yeah that we'll be making. Yeah. That needs to be one that I do too. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a a good feeling for, I guess I want to see how things continue to go. Like business is still going really well. Um, I've seen a little bit of a slowdown over the last week, but I also wonder if that's partially because I me and Dusty haven't been as active on, on social media and stuff. Um, so I, I just kind of want to see how this keeps going uh, before I add any more full-time staff. Cause I could fill three other full-time positions right now. If I had it my way, you know, if, if I, if I, if I felt like, uh, just the way the business is going, it, we could even take a little bit of slowdown actually it'd be kind of nice. Um, it, it can take a little bit of slowdown and still hire some more people. But, uh, I just want a little more proof that that the way that things are going is, is, is sustainable. Um, uh, you, know, you know, before I add adding more people, I would love to hire a machinist, love to hire a social media person, love to hire a, um, uh, like customer service. Like a, just somebody to answer phones and answer emails. Like that takes up so much of Dusty's time. And if I can get that off of his plate and, and allow him just to, focus more on ambassadors and sales. I think he would crush it even more than he's been crushing it. So, but that's three people right there that I could hire right now. If if, if I felt like this is a, this is a way, this is the new normal. <laughs> uh, you I had to go say that. I hate that. So I, I have resorted
1: to not even listening to the radio anymore. I won't yeah. do it. I will not turn on the radio and listen to any anything radio. I don't go on news channels. Not gonna touch it because I don't care. Let it burn. <laughs> At this point, I'm just like ready to get past November because I feel like this is all just pre gaming for something. But anyway, I uh, yeah, I hear you. It, it's a risk. It's a risk thinking about adding people, but I can I can say that. As we've added people, the more that I've been freed up to be the visionary of the company and start moving towards different marketing and newer marketing and really speaking our our culture, our goals, the, uh, the result has been phenomenal. But it just, it's finding the right people to fill the right positions. Um, and that's where, that's where I'm at right now is just figuring all of that out. So not that I have all the perfect answers or anything, but I I do know just from our track record that you need those people to make the next steps. And I think that we're at the point where if we wait, it's only going to hurt us in the long run, it's going to limit our opportunity. It's going to limit us capitalizing on different, different moves that I want to make. But yeah, it's a constant evolution. Things change constantly and and we're constantly learning, but we, we did right next door. I have my studio getting built as we speak. So that will give me a space to do the YouTube videos, to shoot through a ton of video content to get product photos. Some of the dropshipper partners we're talking with want photos with a gray background or a white background or a black background. And I, I'm not going to go through all of those barn photos just to Photoshop and spend weeks with the pen tool trying to probably not weeks, but I'd probably spend a week straight you know, outlining all of these products and trying to make them look good on a plain background and it, it just would look synthetic. It wouldn't look right. So yeah, we're adding lighting, sound baffles, camera rigs in there, um, and a backdrop that has several different colors, including a green screen for some fun. Nice. I will, we'll use that for some goofy stuff. <clears throat>
0: but. yeah, that's something I want to, well, it was one of our plans with the space that we're in right now was to set up a a studio wall. And all of our walls got taken up really fast when we moved in. So now it's a plan for the next space we move into is to have a studio room or wall. Yeah, we were, ran out of space pretty quick. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I hear you. Well, thankfully, we had this this whole area where I'm in at our shop was kind of an abandoned set, you know, separate little section of offices that nobody uses anymore. So the, the good thing is they're empty. The bad thing is they were crusty and gross and like 1970s flavor. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't jive with what I wanted for my office and for my spaces. But we are um, in process with the studio. It's all drywalled up. <laughs> they taped everything off everything's been finished sanded and all that so now it needs paint but they're also putting a hardwood floor in so it'll it'll be neat it'll be a really cool space that I'll be able to have systems set up for people that want to come look at them um, not it's not a it's not going to be a storefront obviously because I I don't really want to go down that path but it'll give some opportunity for me that I don't currently have and we did just send out paperwork, our FFL application for TA. I guess that would have been last week. So we finally got around to doing that after talking about it for a million years. I know I need to do that too. I got the paperwork sitting behind me, but that's out. And, you know, we're talking budget for when that comes in because I plan to have, (laughs) you know, in the marketing department, I plan to have quite a few little fun guns that will add to the lineup just to, to add some pizzazz to our, um, to our marketing. But other than that, man, I, I feel like we're just plugging away. And we also saw a little bit of a slowdown in, in sales from I'd say the last week to two weeks, but historically looking at our sales pattern, that is normal for this month. Right. So I, I'm not overly concerned about it. And with all the other pieces we have in place, I enjoy sometimes an occasional short break so that we can focus on other stuff.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, I told the guys, I'm like, <clears throat> honestly, we really need to start ramping for Christmas. And at the rate that business has been going, we're, we're keeping up fine. <clears throat> but getting ahead of anything is, is near impossible right now said a little bit of slowdown actually kind of nice to help us get, get ramped up and get some product on the shelves for Christmas. Yeah. I know
1: you guys always, always have that, uh, that
0: goal to get built ahead a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I don't want my employees like Thanksgiving to be in here, working overtime, building stuff, you know, like when it comes to the holidays, I want, I want people to be able to work less, not more. So if we can work a little more over the summer into the into the beginning of fall to get ahead then it's uh it's going to pay off when it comes to the, when it comes to the late fall and winter yeah i'm
1: interested to see how fall goes just with how this year has gone and the surprises that we've had i don't know what to expect i my gut is telling me one thing but i don't even want to i don't even want to try to predict what's going to come down through the pike because it's just so volatile. It's so hard to to try to estimate where we're going to be come October, come November, come December, January. I think good things, but
0: time will tell. Yep. Uh, You know what? We almost forgot. I almost forgot that it's time for – Oh man! Was it break the ice? Break the ice.
1: It's mean? kind of funny because doesn't an icebreaker actually happen ice at the beginning of something?
0: Not with how we do it. That's that was my sensor beep. That's the wrong one. Where's my? <laughs> I just drew my Glock and dry fired. There it is.
1: Hey, ice break.
0: It's great.
1: that's so corny man it never gets better that's it awful. never yeah, ever it's, gets better
0: it's literally the point is to make something horrible and corny
1: that's it meets all of the criteria of gaudy ugly annoying a little catchy <laughs> it's effective i'll Very give catchy. you that yep all right so just so everybody knows Greg, at the beginning of the podcast, asked me, do you want to know the question ahead of time or do I want to be surprised? And I chose to be surprised. So hopefully this is a good one.
0: All right. Um, Well, actually, I had one picked up, but I just saw another one. That's a really good question. Oh, great. Here we go. All right. I'm just going to stick with it. Are you a, are you a cartoon person at all? or were you?
1: No, not really. Okay, well, this is going to be good then.
0: I uh yeah, now I'm scared. Just just ask it. All right. If you could hang out with any cartoon character, who would you choose and why? Huh?
1: Okay. So that's uh, there's really only one cartoon that I watched religiously growing up. So I'm going to answer with this one. You're going to come up with something that's going to be so much more epic. I don't know, but I'm uh, hanging out with SpongeBob. SpongeBob, but you're going to drown. You're going to die. No, I won't. He's under the sea. We'll go into Sandy's house. I'll wear a head. I'm good there. I don't (laughs) need a head thing. He can wear his little head thing. And if Sandy can run around as a squirrel in the sea, I can run around as a squirrel in the sea.
0: As you know, I bet I, in the sea, not a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I've actually never seen SpongeBob. You've never seen it? No, never watched it. Are you
1: serious? Yep. Where were you?
0: Like, did you watch this when you were a kid? Yeah. See, I'm too old for that. Like, I feel like SpongeBob didn't come out till I was dude. In when, when I college was, or something. When
1: I was young, it doesn't. How much matter? older am I than you? Holy crap. Dude, you're way. Am older. I that much older than you? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like 18 yet. What year does that, SpongeBob come joke. out? That's a I joke. That's a joke. I was probably seven or eight years old when SpongeBob came out, which would have made serious? you like 23. So
0: <laughs> just, Sponge, SpongeBob, <laughs> I just googled it. SpongeBob premiered in 1999. Right. I graduated high school in 2000. Holy cow, man! I was in high school, so I was not watching SpongeBob. Dude, I was in fourth
1: grade in 2001. What? Yeah. Hold it. Oh man. Wow, do I feel old now? You are old. <laughs> Dang it. But dude, SpongeBob. So when I was when I was young, growing up, SpongeBob came on every night. It was like seven or seven thirty Eastern time. That the new episode every night would come out, and we man, we would sit down and and watch SpongeBob and. My wife and I have gone through and rewatched every episode because watching it as an adult is totally different than watching it as a kid. And yeah, I I don't know, man. I didn't watch many cartoons. I mean, I watched Dexter's Lab way back in the day, so maybe I'd hang out with Dexter and go do some laboratory crap and whatever. But maybe Looney Tunes because I watched Looney Tunes. But I don't know, man. Spongebob was like the cartoon that I watched because I didn't watch much TV. I never got into comics or superheroes or anything like that. So yeah, boring, but at least I will have fun and I'll be laughing and I can annoy the crap out of Squidward, which would be perfect.
0: Nice. So because I'm old, I'm going to give you a, uh, when I was a kid cartoon and now that I'm a dad, and I watch my kids' cartoons. I'm gonna give you so, two answers. So in other
1: words, in other words, I won't even
0: know what this is. Probably not. Well, maybe. So, from when I was a kid, I'm 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 trying to think back to like what what my big cartoons were when I was a kid. Um, probably be like GI Joe's. Like I loved GI Joe's. Uh, or, or, or uh, honestly, the the first thing that came to my head was Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, I did watch Smurfs. So yeah, I,
1: I, but why would you? I don't know why? Like
0: He-Man, like I could be uh, He-Man. I basically got to wear like underwear and have massive quads. He-Man did not skip leg day. That's for sure. I don't know. I wouldn't know who that is. You don't know who He-Man is. No, I really, I don't. Dude, that's, that's ridiculous. Ooh, ooh, what about Jetsons? Did you watch
1: Jetsons? Okay, yes,
0: the Jetsons. Jetsons? That I did watch. Like, but I was probably like four years old, so. There's technology that I'm still waiting to come around the Jetsons. The Jetsons had that, like, conveyor thing it just stood on that showered you and dressed and dressed you and everything for you. That, it's coming. That, that's amazing. So I did watch
1: the Flintstones,
0: too. Yeah, Flintstones was good. So I don't want to go back to the Stone Age. I want to go to the future,
1: dude. With how the future's going, you don't want to be in the future. <laughs> yeah, you want to go Jetsons. back to the
0: this... no, Jetsons' yeah. future. Like everything was everything is fine and dandy there. You got to fly around a little. I'm
1: surprised you didn't say like Simpsons or something.
0: I don't really watch I didn't really. I didn't Simpsons
1: watch Simpsons because I, I wasn't allowed to watch. Yeah, Simpsons I wasn't allowed
0: to watch Simpsons. Yeah. Um. So I'd probably go. I'd, I'd probably go GI Joe. I mean, they had the coolest.
1: Was um, that actually a cartoon? Yeah, I've never yes. watched
0: it ever. Oh my gosh, your sons would love like you need to find all episodes of GI Joe. I don't know, I, man. My sons are into trains. Kind of re- I feel like they actually kind of redid it. Um, but dude, they've got like all the cool weapons and like vehicles. Probably, probably like poor, that. poor weapons handling though. Oh, it's amazing. Um, current day though. Dude, have you watched um oh man, I just dropped I just dropped the name. Um uh oh Pinky Malinky. No, have you the watched heck that? Is that? Dude, no. Google Pinky Malinky right now. If if you're listening to this and you've never seen Pinky Malinky, I, I watch it now without my kids. It is <laughs> I don't know so, if you should be proud of that. It's so funny. It is hilarious. So, and it's going to sound Pinky even. malinky. It's going to sound even stupider. Actually, I don't want to tell you what it is. I want you to Google it, and I want to get I want to get your reaction of what what Pinky Malinky is. I don't. I'm I'm looking it up. I. If you can even spell it. If you're at home right now. <laughs> it looks
1: ridiculous. What do you see? I just see weird blobby looking people.
0: What wow. What do you see? Like who's. You see Pinky Malinky? I see a hot dog. Hot dog, yes. Pinky Malinky is a hot dog in a human world. And he's like, but he's he's amazing. He's like, he's the most, um, like, happy and, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, optimistic. Just go get him. It's a hot dog, man. It is so good. Uh like, his dad is a super hippie, and and his mom is just, like, super, I think it's his mom, It's like, the super intense, like, uh, just kind of opposite of his dad, and his two best friends that he, so the whole thing is kind of like a vlog type, like, it's, it's Pinky and his buddies, like, vlogging their lives, it, uh, dude, it's so good, it's so funny, you gotta watch it. I'm watching the trailer and I don't know what to think about it. (laughs) The the first time my wife saw it, she was like, I don't know about this. And now she's on it. I I I got her on board too. All right. So Jess and I are going to watch Pinky Malinky.
1: Yeah. They couldn't have come up with a weirder name.
0: That's his name. That's for sure.
1: He's a hot dog. He's pink. No, hot dogs aren't pink. Yeah, they kind of are. Kind of
0: are. I mean, he's pink.
1: Well, that well there was you go an odd everybody to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so be a business owner and you'll learn cool things. That was a that,
0: that, 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 that's my favorite question so far. That's my favorite icebreak that we've done. That was pretty epic. Oh come on, work.
1: Hey it's Ice Hey it's great. Bitty bitty.
0: All right, buddy. Well, we should let people get back to whatever they're doing and we should get back to what we should be doing. Moral of the story, I guess,
1: drop ship and build a TikTok. Yeah. That's kind of not a great way to wrap it
0: up (laughs) because that's not what we said at all. Actually, I'm going to throw something out there. If any of you listening are TikTok wizards, uh, I need some help. So I made a TikTok account kind of back when it first came out. Um, and I logged in through Instagram, like I made my account through Instagram. Well, now, uh, Instagram is a competitor. And so TikTok is not allowing you to go through Instagram. So I can no, I can't log into my Neomeg account. And the annoying thing Ooh. is it, I can't really make a new, I don't really don't want to make a new one because I'm going to have to name it something different. Um, and I don't want to name it something different. I want it to be the same as my other social media outlets. So just call China. I'm trying to figure out how to get, basically I need to recover my account. And I don't know how to do that because I did it through Instagram. So I don't really have a login outside of Instagram. So I, I did a search on it and there's a bunch of other people that are in the same situation. And I don't know. I'm old, so I'm trying to figure out how to keep up with all this stuff. If anybody listening knows how I can get logged into my TikTok account. We need to get Greg on TikTok. Let me know. Let me know. We need to. We do. Because imagine all the the, the hilarious things that me and Dusty will do and post on TikTok.
1: Yeah. Imagine all the hilarious things I won't post on TikTok because I'm not that funny. It's true. You're pretty boring. Well, I can be funny. I choose not to be. It's a choice I make every day. Wake up to be
0: grumpy and boring. Voluntarily grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, you have an awesome week. And we'll see everybody next week. Oh, you can find out about my company at theneomag.com. Where can they find out about your company? What's your website? Uh, theneomag.com. Awesome. Wait,
1: let wait, Let's go no. there twice. It's actually go there twice. <laughs> <laughs> Tatargets.com is the place to be. If you want to be free, then shoot steel. Yes. Your, your freedom ring, is that what your
0: tagline is? Right.
1: Yeah, uh, we, it used to be. Now it's ringing innovation. Ooh. You know, the let, the let freedom ring thing got used by a lot of other people then. and it was like,
0: yeah. yeah. Kinda, kinda Sounds like a good tagline, though.
1: It was until every other target company started using it.
0: Jerks. Right. Go
1: back to 2015 and look who did it first. That's all I got to <laughs> say, because we did. <laughs> You'll see our graphics. They weren't great graphics, but they said let freedom ring. So Go I stick. I've got the stickers. it. Literally. Literally.
0: Anyway, right, everybody. guys, we
1: appreciate you. We'll catch you next week. See you all.